This is the Barrel Racer's Edge podcast. Whether you're training your first maturity horse, putting the finish on your current barrel horse, or maintaining a seasoned rodeo horse, we're here to give you that extra edge in the arena and in life. The Barrel Racer's Edge podcast is a show that digs a little deeper into the things that are going to get and keep you and your barrel horse at the top of your game. We're going to be chatting about everything from saddle fit to checking your brain at the gate, conditioning to working on answering that age-old question of train or pain. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's dig in. Hey guys, so I don't know about you, but I struggle sometimes with the feeling of limited time between juggling dreams, family, horses, work life and maybe even a little free time. (laughs) Um, And you know, when you're going through that struggle of feeling limited in your time, it can be frustrating, especially if you're not seeing the results that you might want to with your barrel horse. And sometimes that can cause trouble when you're trying to enjoy this process and find joy in barrel racing, because really that's why we do it. Um, and you know, when you're not getting those results and you feel like you're working really hard. So what if there was one thing that you could focus on right now that could get you big results? So today we're going to get into some of the benefits of having a solid training program. I've seen a trend over the years in working with a variety of successful trainers. And one thing I noticed is that how they can get exponential results when they're able to use a proven program. And a lot of times they've spent years refining it. Um, But I've also noticed that when others step in and are able to understand and clearly use their program, that they're able to replicate those results. So yeah, we thought we'd kind of dig into this a little bit more because What if this is one thing that you could be focusing on is really creating your own program and by all means using other people's years of of, um, elimination and what works and creating something solid that you kind of have outlined that you're working through to free up some brain power. Um, You know, when you're making decisions, it can be so much easier if you have a bit of a program. And you can also, you know, have way less time used in riding and trying to problem solve. It can be way less frustrating for you and your horse. And it can really, really speed up the process in deciding if you're dealing with a pain or a train issue. That's something I, I definitely find is people that have a solid program. It can be a lot easier for them. So Elena's here with me today. And, um, she, you know, we were kind of talking a bit about her journey and a major turning point. And it's interesting how it really lined up with when she started um, working with a solid program. So maybe you could share a little bit about that time, Elena, where you kind of started and what you were struggling with before um, shifting gears and, and kind of really focusing on honing in a program for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely looking way, way back um, and focusing in on my late and great horse Mido um, had him when I was young and he was young and fresh off the track. So I really, uh, was trying to navigate what I knew I loved doing. Um, but trying to navigate it on my own when I didn't have a whole bunch of resources around me. 
Um, mm. After moving from the small town that I lived in, I found a great, um, oh, and I'm going to back up a little bit that, you know, before I found this great program, <laughs> I, it was constantly a runaway, you know, a runaway after runaway, um, major gate issues, and all the things that were um, taking the joy out of barrel racing for me as a kid. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, but um, anyway. And he was fast. So when he ran away, it was. It was very fast. Yeah, we, we would hug the rail. <laughs> hug the rail and do the quarter mile after our run. So um, it was frightening. And yeah, I was I was becoming more and more scared, essentially. But um, I, I was so blessed to be able to move um, and got to work with some really, really well-known um, cutters, uh, apprenticed with them. Uh, that really started shifting my, my mind frame that there was really great training out there that can mm-hmm. like enhance what I'm doing exponentially mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Um, then I got to move in and work for uh, with Doug Mills with, and he's, his brand is Training Through Trust him and his family have created an amazing program that's super followable. Um, And with his help, he did put some time on that horse of mine, Mido. Um, And and before meeting him, I was trying to do high school rodeos, um, trying to do some jackpots and stuff. And I mean, he he would do really good with crazy, huge mistakes, like crazy. so he'd still clock he'd still clock like it was just like holy man if I could just get this horse under control (laughs) but um anyways Doug really helped out he he got me to have a feel of what I was looking for or the feel of what a professionally broke horse or a um top end sport horse feels like Um, Mm -hmm. I, I know Tiffany was talking about this before in her Um, last podcast there and and what a feel that was I thought holy man okay so this is what it's supposed to feel like to have a Mm -hmm. that balanced strong that balanced strong feeling so um like I said Doug did put a little bit of time on Mido for me but then I started working on Colts with um their family and just follow and I mean he's got everything down to a fine line of timing pressure angle release all Mm. stuff is super super trainable super followable um and then I also at the same time in meeting Doug I went to Dee Butterfield her clinic her clinic and Mm. um I really knew I wanted to take it super seriously and um she suggested a few things like um taking off my horse's tie down and taking off my spurs. And I tell you what, between Doug and D in a matter of two years, when I had already suffered probably six years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. (laughs) Um, was able to make the Canadian finals, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, um, well, within even a year, didn't you, like you went from being like runaway at jackpots with major gate issues to in a year you were like, the season leader for BCRA, like yeah. the Amateur Rodeo Association. And then the yeah. next year, the CFR, you qualified your rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a huge program. And, and I want to say like another big part to do with, um, let, let's, let's cover Dee's program. Mm-hmm. She brought mm-hmm. up the mental positive thinking mm-hmm. uh, mindset of a professional athlete. And yeah, sure. I'm just, 
sorry. Yeah. That yeah. just floored me when I, when we got to sit down for lunch and go through that. And then in the coming years, I kept going to her clinics and especially for that, for that positive mm-hmm. mindset, um, thinking, uh, it just, yeah, I knew I could do it at that point. And, and also Doug and Lynette Mills, they really helped me, um, by suggesting some really good audio tapes with, you know, mental imagery and, um, yes, she said audio tapes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Audio tapes. <laughs> and really? Uh, yeah. I'll constantly say, how bad do you want it? I'd be listening to that cassette tape, <laughs> like no one's business <laughs> to get, make sure my mind was set in the, um, yeah. where I wanted it, where I needed it to be at a professional rate. But I re- I remember going to that clinic with you, with D and that was the first time I was introduced to that book. Um, that winning feeling by Jane yes. Savoy is what she brings in. If anybody, yeah. If you want a book to read, definitely check that one out. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. Opens you one. up to the mind, uh, to the world of psychocybernetics and the power of the mind and acting as if, and she was really cutting edge with that. That was like, nobody talked about that back then. Yeah. Yeah. I think and she so said I that her- she heard from bull riders and she kind of, because mm-hmm. they were the only ones kind of on it early. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do believe that is what gives us that edge as professional athletes is your mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, I would have never had that if I hadn't entered into her program and Doug's program where mm-hmm. they just fast forwarded everything for me, you know, like yeah. I got to feel what I needed to have, um, underneath me to be able to do what I wanted to do. You know, like I got to feel what it felt like to ride a really nice broke horse and have that as a foundation to go forward with. Um, yeah, I just, I know I wouldn't be here without them now for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and going in what I do now, I coach and do lessons and train horses. Still, I used to train a lot more horses where I started seeing now if, people have more lessons, like more on a, you know, a weekly or a monthly basis and stuff. I can help them so much more because I right there in their pocket every week, you know, with questions that arise or that gut feeling that may arise, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can, I can be a part of their team and help them out in that way and problem solve a lot quicker. Um, yeah, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, and then you can get, you know, it's so nice because that's now you've experienced it firsthand, how you can just fast forward results. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. If I see a problem, I can say, okay, we need to go back to this step here, you know, yeah. go off the barrel pattern, head over here, let's work on this. And, and, you know, on good days, voila, there it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we've got to work a little bit harder for it, but, um, but then at least, you know, too, you can tick that training box. Like that's where I see it really providing a lot of clarity too, is because, you know, this is a mm-hmm. proven system. You can go through your communications good. So once you can tick that box off, like the horse understands the expectation, yeah. that's a huge box to be able to tick off. And then like when people come to me, if they're able to easily tick that box off, yeah. then we can get to the root of the issue way faster and way quicker results. Also, because then they have a feel of when something's slightly off. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you know what the, what you want it to feel like. If mm-hmm. once you know that, then it's so much easier to, uh, 
no one think things aren't quite right, but yeah. And then like, I'll often see people, um, if they're not a trainer, like a lot of us are great riders and stuff, but I will find that people will band-aid something. Like mm -hmm. if your horse is not feeling balanced on a circle, you'll kind of, you know, support them and support them and support them where maybe a trainer will suggest something else. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to use loping a circle where the horse is, shoulders floating out to the outside. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we can, we can do things to kind of hold them on that circle where a trainer or myself would say, okay, let's, let's make this a little bit, let's exaggerate what we need to do here to teach our horse more responsibility so that they can rope that circle on their own. Right. So, yes. um, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's a program of being able to fast forward things a little bit more and not have so much blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> uh, yeah. right. Um, we can't avoid that completely, but man, if you have, if you can work with someone who has a program, then it's a lot less of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And basically the, having a program, you know, there's, there's a few consistent components. It seems that people have, um, I'd say like, it seems like there's a foundational buttons basically that are, are kind of the foundation. And then, some exercises or drills that are, you know, commonly used for common things that show up as a problem. Mm -hmm. And then usually there's some kind of team that supports the horse when they do run into a pain issue. Um, and usually there's also a piece, a layer that is for the rider that they can also use for, you know, day-to-day -day support, you know, they're usually supporting them on some level. So that's another piece. And then, mm. um, like you said, the mindset or the mind of a competitor, you know, that's mm -hmm. the other. Mm -hmm. so having yeah. I mean, even with coaching, like I just love being able to be there for my young riders, um, mm -hmm. or inexperienced that don't have that mindset, you know, to be able to just be a little, a little birdie in their ear to remind them how to ground themselves out um, mm -hmm. to be able to be focused for their run or that one key thing that they need to remember before their run. You know, like I only wish that I had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Not nice to be able to share training, it, but you know, just <laughs> to be able to just help them load a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, well we're going to bring Marion on for another episode and sh that's her Forte, she is incredible on helping yeah. get um, riders just clear and grounded. So we're definitely going to have her on here to go. A little yeah. And, you know, she's a huge part of our village as well. You know, yours and, and mine. Yeah, she's, totally. Um, I believe what gives really the extra edge in this whole circle of being competitive, but still keeping the joy within. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's always telling me that that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're competitive, it can be even harder. I feel like, cause you know, you just want to like get to that goal. And so, yeah, maybe we'll have one where we bring her on and she's always about the, um, and you're good at this too, setting a goal, but then releasing expectation so that yes. you're not just in a, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, if you want something too bad, sometimes you can kind of push it away and feel so defeated. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll have to get her on for one of those, but yeah, yeah if you, mm -hmm. if, if people want to focus on one big rock right now. Okay. Mm. Program could be one that really, really speeds up that process. So yep. yeah, Absolutely. those are the, those mm -hmm. are the key areas we've kind and, of, and also like 
I believe you can always learn something from every, everyone, you know, mm-hmm. like any professional trainer or whatever, a weekend clinic, you're, there's always something to learn, but I try to, um, try, or I suggest that you try matching yourself with someone who has kind of the same training tools, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cause then it's yeah. just, um, yeah, you don't come head to head so much with your trainer and yeah. yeah. And if you have a, if you have a trainer that you're working with and that maybe you send your horse to, it might be a great idea to sit down, Hey, and maybe get a lesson with them and, and ask them like, what is your program? Or maybe it'll take a couple lessons. Like what is your, what are your key buttons that you're using? Mm-hmm. What are, what are your key drills that I should, you've been using to see these results? Because that's. Yeah. I never want to have a horse in training and then just send it you know, for barrel horse training and then yeah. send it back to their owner and go like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I, yeah. It's just, I mean, sometimes it works out, but then there's still, it's a, it's a, it can be a long road ahead still of figuring yeah. things out when you could just have a few lessons with the person who trained your horse. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then you can follow through with that training and, and have your body control basics to fall back on or those mm-hmm. little horsemanship basics. Right. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting because barrel racing is it of all the sports, even of all the, um, you know, horse, different disciplines for horses. I feel like it's the rarest to have coaches or people giving lessons in, you know, it's, it's just different, but it's it's, becoming more and more, you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like what sport that goes to the Olympics have a coach with them yeah no (laughs) like can you imagine and then even you know like so olympic athletes are getting coached so it's kind of like hey well they must have they must have something figured out (laughs) yeah and it's a program oh yeah and a support team it's a support team yeah yeah that community keep Mm -hmm. you grounded yeah so why yeah why aren't we doing that right Yeah. It's not that we're broken. It's just, Hey, let's make this easier on ourselves for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope we motivated you to kind of start thinking in that direction and, and maybe reach out to somebody close to you and ask them, you know, always like to say the quality of our life comes from the quality of our questions. So maybe this is giving you some ideas for some really good questions to ask somebody that you look up to. That's a trainer. Yeah hopefully to inspire you. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. It's from conversations like the one we had today that inspired us to create a program that's now called the Barrel Racers Edge Experience. Doors are closed right now, but if you'd like to be the first to get notified when they do open this February, head on down to the show notes and I'll leave a link for you there. We hope you have an amazing day and don't forget to enjoy the process.